Hey friends, how you doing today? Hope all is good. Your buddy Chase here. Very happy to be in your ears. It's a great honor. Thanks for tuning into the Chase Jarvis Live Show on Creative Live. Super good uh, show in store for you today. My guest is Jason Mesnick. And right now you're going like, wait a minute. I know that name, is that? Wait a minute. And then you're right. Jason Mesnick from The Bachelor. Season 13, if you're counting, uh, and indeed he was on The Bachelorette in season number four. So, what I, well, first of all, I'm wanting to have Jason on the show for a little while, and right now, I'm thinking of all of the things that I could say about Jason. Not only is he, you know, funny and kind and bright, and has he lived this unusual reality television existence that maybe .00001% of the population of the planet has lived, but he's a sage in his own way. It's really, really interesting to hear his journey and how it parallels so many other journeys despite him experiencing something that so few people have experienced. In Jason's uh, story arc here, we start off and he talks about have no acting experience, no television ambition. In fact, he was coming out of a really horrible divorce. He was sitting on his couch watching his friend who had just, I don't know if lost is the right word to describe this, but lost uh, on either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I I get those mixed up. Um, And he's like, wait a minute, I know her. How did she get on the show? And short story long, he just applied. He applied for that show, for, for The Bachelor and Survivor, specifically for no other reason than to do something different, to find himself, to get out of the position that he was in right now and just have a different experience. To me, that's a fascinating way to decide to do something, and it was because it was just curious. So, short story long, Jason takes us on a great journey of not just the reality TV journey, and sure we do get it for those who are curious like what it's like to be a reality TV star and what's, you know, what is it really like when no one's watching and um, you know, what's the crew saying and doing. You get all that detail in there. But I think the real nugget here is that we're all on a journey. Um, we all, there's so much similarity, whether you know, we're talking about a you know, a one in 10 million people who get to do a reality television show, or if you're taking the first step in your new career, if you're trying to transition from one job to another, from one relationship to another, Jason is very, very soulful in his, um, in his approach to what this, you know, being on a reality television show has done for him and what it hasn't done. Um, I think there's this, there's two sides of a coin here. One, there's this someone who has achieved through sort of a happenstance, random way, a certain amount of celebrity. He did things really differently. Then we explore how he didn't actually listen to his gut on a handful of things that did him really wrong in life. And now the fact that Jason has achieved all these things and and, um, basically has some celebrity and has built a business, what's pretty cool is that he's working right now on all the same stuff that you and I are working on, how to build and continue to build a living and a life around the things that he loves now. And in this case, you know, he's, he's building up his own company. He talked about a couple of failed companies, but it's just it's a beautiful lesson about our career arcs, our life arcs, what matters to us, and how to follow our gut, how to follow our instinct. So if you like The Bachelor, if you like TV, great, you're in for a show. If you don't follow that stuff, like I don't, I'm just, admittedly, I'm not a Bachelor, a Bachelorette watcher at all, but I love 
Jason's story, and it does such a nice job connecting this arc that we're all on in career and in hobby and in life. So I'm going to get out of the way, let you enjoy the show with The Bachelor, Mr. Jason Mesnick. But before we do, just a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Chase Jarvis Live Show is brought to you by Creative Live. Creative Live is the world's largest and best platform for creative and entrepreneurial education. And right now you're saying, wait a minute, isn't that the company that you started? Yes, it is. It is my company, but they make this show possible. And if you don't know anything about Creative Live, you must check it out. It's where Pulitzer Prize winners, New York Times bestsellers, the best of the best teach photo, video, art design, music and audio, craft and maker, and the ability to make a living and a life in all of those disciplines. There is free content there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's also more than 10,000 hours of content for you to access on demand. You guys know I'm a huge believer in the power of daily habits. And today, Creative Live, as a part of the sponsor announcement, wants you to know that they have a new, very powerful way to make education a part of your daily routine. That would be the Creative Live iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV apps. They're all free, and they let you watch all of the Creative Live classes that are on air streaming for free, anything you already own, and on the iPhone and iPad apps, you can watch one daily lesson of your choosing for free. That is one of 25,000 lessons for free, which is super, <laughs> super gnarly. To get those apps, go to the App Store, uh, iTunes, and search Creative Live, or go to creativelive.com slash apps. There you go. Now, let's get into the show. Well, thanks, man. I don't know how that makes me amazing, but whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. That's a that's a keyword. Amazing in the bachelor world. Oh yeah, people play drinking games around ama- how, amazing. Yeah, how many times a person said you drink every time the bachelor or bachelorette says amazing, which is a lot during a show. <laughs> I'm 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 not in the bachelor. What is it called, Bachelor Nation? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's cool, but I I, I know nothing about it, and I just I know you personally. Right. Separate from the show, <clears throat> we'll try and get into how how we know each uh, one another because uh, I don't actually remember the first time we met, but. Maybe it was at a former filming of one of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have you on the show for two reasons. One, because I think you're wildly good looking. Oh. <laughs> then we have a, your beard is much better beard. than mine. Yeah. It's like darker. It's got some Jewish in it. Um, ish, ish. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah, happy Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I. There's two sides of a similar coin. That I want to explore, and we can go in wherever we want to sure. go. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna cover a thousand miles as we do in these interviews, um, and you can ask me whatever you want to ask me. You ask me before we started. Jason's like, I want to ask you some questions. I'm like, all right, whatever. I want the mic. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got the mic whenever you want. You grab it. Um, I think from uh, folks at home, we got creatives and entrepreneurs, people who are, who are finding their way in the world, and as I said in the intro, you know, pursuing their passions, whether that's career, hobby, or life. And I think that that folks at home will look at someone who has celebrity, I'll say relative celebrity, mm-hmm. um, because they've been on television, widely known, you're recognized, I've been out with you before. And and I think that's interesting. It's curious. People are curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into it? Why? You know, what motivated you? All that stuff. We're gonna cover that. And then I also I think what's fascinating is that, you know, a couple of times, you know, I've gone out for food or coffee or beers or whatever. And what I've find interesting is that you're just like all of us, we're all trying to build a community 
of mm-hmm. people around our passions, our hobbies, things that are inter- interesting to us. Mm-hmm. In your case, professional around like around real estate mm-hmm. um, and family. Mm-hmm. And so kind of we're all in this together. So those are two sides totally. of a similar coin. Co- yeah. And how does, how does your celebrity affect that positively or negatively? And all your viewers should know, I bug you to sit down with you to pick <laughs> your brain about this stuff. I do, all the time. Uh, man. I enjoy our time together. Yeah, cool. I wish it was, we're, we're both busy people, so yeah. I wish we had a little bit more time, but that's why this is going to be like a giant group hug. It's going to be good. Um, and you can, you, you can you can hijack anything you want, but I do want to start where I said we would start, mm-hmm. which is, like, I, I'm not in the Bachelor Nation. My mm-hmm. wife's fanatical about it, uh, and just reality TV in general, for me, like, as someone who's made television programs and... You know, been on both sides of the camera in them. I know just enough about it to be dangerous, mm-hmm. not enough about it to talk about it in the way that you can. And so I, and I'm also trying to come into this. Not I, I did as little research on how you got into the Bachelor as possible. Okay. Again, I know you and your family and your kids and stuff like that. But how in the hell did you end up in the reality TV just world? Just dumb, really. So <laughs> I. <laughs> I was gonna say I was I was not even gonna say dumb luck, just dumb. <laughs> so, um, gosh, so I went through a divorce mm-hmm. when my son before my son was one, and I remember I was Ty Ty before mm-hmm. my it's, Ty's thirteen now. Okay, so I was flipping through the channels, and it just ha- I didn't watch The Bachelor, but I was flipping through, came on The Bachelor, uh, and somebody that I knew it was the last episode. On the last episode, the guy. It, let, proposes the one and rejects the other one. Okay. He was a, rejecting a friend of mine. Oh, wow. And I didn't know that. I didn't know she was on the show. She had been moved down to San Francisco years before. And I literally right away go, like, how the hell did you end up on a reality show? I texted her right away. She's like, I'm in the middle of everything. I can't tell you anything. So I went online, literally submitted to The Bachelor and Survivor. I really wanted to do Survivor. Like, <laughs> like... So, hey, Bachelor Nation, you were second choice. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, I wanted to be like the next version of Rick Steves. Uh-huh. Like, my goal was like to be the travel guy. Awesome. Rick is uh, amazing. Too, yeah. Have you talked to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a friend. Oh. So that was my goal, to be the, like the next generation of Rick Steves. Survivor never called me back. And a full year later, um, all I did was send it, like two sentences and a picture of my son and I. Okay. A full year later, I get a call back, and it was like... It was before really cell phones. I had a, a, a voicemail at home, and it was somebody from the casting production team, and just said, "Hey, like, we like your story. Like, can you send us a two-minute video?" And then it just took off from there. I made a video. Uh, I think the story really was about me and my son. Like, it was like super dad. Yeah. Meet my son and I wearing like Michael Jordan jerseys, playing dunk hoops in the back backyard, and then they invited me to do initially the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it's about a two month shoot. And after that, I, I got rejected on the last day, like my friend did. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked me, there's a lot of full circles here, isn't there? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I re- got rejected on the last day. And then literally I remember I got rejected. I was in the limo and I, I remember sitting in the limo and I was like, I knew she wasn't going to pick me. Like she was never going to pick me. Like I threw the ring and I was like, this is kind of dumb. And the girl goes, well, hold on. Can we, can we do the ring throw again? Like, we got to get that, like, in real time. We missed it. I said, why? They said, well, they want you to be the next Bachelor. Or they're thinking about you being the next Bachelor. So they've already kind of, like, 
show-wise, they're already thinking through yeah. that kind of stuff. Got like it. They're like, we need him to get rejected, be upset, so we can send him off and be the guy. And then bring him back. And the then bring him back. Yeah. Yep. So that was that's basically the story. It's okay. lasted a long time because yeah. the following year, my wife and I got married on ABC. So yeah. it was just three years of a lot of, you know, bachelor world, bachelor yeah. nation. Yeah. So... But how in the beginning? So you literally had no no acting experience, no. And this again, this is part of whether you want to be on the bachelor or you want to be a venture backed entrepreneur or you want to start your own haircut business. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious about, and I'd like you to explain, is how did you decide to go from zero to one? You were literally sitting on the couch flipping your channels, and then something in you was like. I want to do this. Yeah. Or, and you said before, like, you were passionate about travel and maybe you wanted to be the next. Did you think this was, like, a gateway drug to the next big thing? No. I think it really, for me, was out of college. Um, I picked, like, picked up my backpack, tri- did one of those travel on Europe by yourself trips. Yeah. And I remember thinking, that was the most free I've ever felt in my life. So you fast forward to, like, I'm, like now I'm a single dad. I can't do that yeah. anymore. So the only thing I could think of was, like, something for my adrenaline rush was uh-huh. trying something new. And it wasn't about being on TV, really. It was like, okay, this is cool. I'll go down to LA for a little while. It could be a day. It could be two months. I'll travel around, meet some cool people, see how they make a reality show, and have some fun. It was never about meeting a girl. I mean, like I said, I I really wanted to do Survivor. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, more than anything, or Amazing Race or something Uh like that. Right. Yeah. We have had Les Stroud, Survivor Man. I don't know if you know Les. He's basically, there's Bear Gorillas and Les Stroud. Bear is more TV. Les is more like... Less Hard. is more. <laughs> Less is more hardcore, like films all his own stuff. Yeah. And then and there's Rick Steves, who's just travel guy. Yeah. Travel and pot guy. Right? Yes. He's very oh, pot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pot, pot advocate. Uh, anyway, so if I'm, I'm going to replay what I heard, you, it was really about a sense of adventure and trying something new. Yeah. Were you in a rut? Were you stuck? Was it, I mean, were you trying to find a way out of your current situation? Or? I think part of it. I mean, that, like, I, like my ex-wife left me. So I was like, okay, hold on. Like, how do I get myself back? Yeah. Like she left for a reason. We didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't, ha- I didn't have the future that I was imagining. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to do something for myself. And like one, like my kids are my world. So I can't go for that long. Yeah. So how long could I go for? Could I go for two months? Maybe, but I'll have to see him at some point, like, and take care of him. Yeah. So realistically, it was really just, you know, I've never lived for money by any means. And when you go on the show, like you, they pay you a little bit, but not, nothing more than just your bills, really. Yeah. And it's really just like, how do I become me again? Yeah. You know, I'm going through this, you know, half, you know, half your viewers or half the people go through a divorce. Yeah. Like, I got to get back to me. That's fascinating. And have a, have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I think it's also, there's just a beautiful, I didn't know that about you. And yeah. I think that's a, there's something beautiful about just, okay, let's throw my hat in the ring and do something different that I otherwise wouldn't have. And did you see yourself as a reality television star at all and i mean i can't believe they even called me back any acting experience any i wasn't a play when i was eight you know (laughs) (laughs) but like that but that's i love that because that is the same hurdle and it may be a different context that so many people who are watching listening right now have like you don't have to be the expert in order to have some no you know it's funny i'm thinking about this literally i was in one play when i was eight years old and my brothers were teasing me, right? So why, like, why would you want to be in a play? And the day before this play, the other guys quit. So it was me and like 30 girls in this play. So fast forward, The Bachelor is about <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> me. Again, like, everything is full circle. Full circle. Um, but yeah, for me, like 
I'm the type of person still, like my wife would tease me about this. Like if I walk into the grocery store and I see something new that I've never tried, a bag of chips, a flavor, a type of cheese, I'll buy that. Why? Because I've never tried it before. So no matter what it is, like even if I'm marketing for like I'm in real estate, like yeah. if, if somebody else, like if everybody's marketing the same way, I won't do that. Like I've got to do something different. Right or wrong, like I feel like I want to, the, the excitement of trying something new. And I think you're a lot like that yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I'm, I've been like espousing the concept as creators and as individuals, like be different, not, yeah. not one or 10 or 8% better. Like that's, yeah. you know, the world isn't really decided on better. It's decided on different. That's mm-hmm. where people put their attention. And um, and especially as a creator, like, you know, it's, you don't, sure there are, there is a quality bar, but once you're over a certain quality, it's about do you connect emotionally? And, and by and large, that's a, an emotional resonance. Mm-hmm. And how do you be you? Like you said, getting back to you. So, mm-hmm. um, well, let's go. This is... Uh, I think, I, I, as I said earlier, I know just enough to be dangerous, not enough to be you, about how television is made. I've personally made shows and um, been on them, but nothing that has to do with reality. I, I am That is not in my universe whatsoever. And I think the folks at home might just have a, a couple of questions. And this is maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. I don't want to be too superficial because I take this show very seriously and I want to have add real value. But I know that there's folks at home and I would get kicked in the shins if I didn't ask. Like, what's it like? Is it, is it, is it, is it, it's, well, first of all, it's weird. So I will say that the day, the first day you start filming, so there's typically, depending on the season, there's 25, let's just say, guys. Okay, let, let, let's, okay, let's go. There, on my season, there were 25 girls. Okay. They fly in 28 people, right, to go okay. on the show. Three of them don't make it. Got it. Like, this is, they thought they were gonna get on the show the whole entire time. In the day of filming, they're like, you're not going to get the limo. put a dirt in your neck. You're like, and well, three don't show up. Well, or, it's it's because realistically, it's because like they weren't good enough for camera. Yeah. So they have gone through, when you go through this getting on the show, you go through um, like an like a FBI private in- investigator background check. You do blood testing. You do drug testing. You do st- like STD testing. You do psychological bubble bubble testing you meet with a like a like a, a therapist you know to so they know more about you than you know about yourself wow. so they may say okay like listen chase you're the guy you're like as soon as the cameras turn on we know everything about you and then the cameras turn on and you just freeze up so i remember uh, hopefully this is appropriate for your audience <laughs> so this is before my first camera test okay. right and i don't know anything about like i walk in and i sit down and I'm like there's a camera right in front of me i don't you know eighth grade play is what you know i know eighth grade play <laughs> right so but right before i walked out there for that first time i'm sitting there and i'm with the casting producers the casting producers are like so you're ready this is gonna be your camera test i'm like I think so. Like, I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Uh, and so they, they say, let's loosen you up. We'll give you a couple shots of tequila. Right? And I'm like, I get it. I know the bachelor world, right? Like, that makes sense. So they give me a couple shots of tequila and we're sitting back and they say, so do you know what a fluffer is? And I was like, no. Like, I didn't know what it was. Okay. So they explain, do you know what it is? I do. So I do, yeah. your audience, it's the person who. In adult films. In adult films, they prepped the man, right? Yes. Uh-huh for his his debut his yeah. debut in his show uh, and i didn't know that right so they explain this whole thing and i'm taking shot like this my second shot i'm like you're confused i'm like why are we talking why about are you this? telling me this and so as soon as i walk out and they sit down they mic me up for the first time and they said so hey what were you guys talking about there back there 
And I was like, oh. So they just want to see if I'll open up. Got it. So I have to go back on camera now, and I don't know what they're doing with it. Right. I have to talk about a fluffer for the for the right. first time, or only time. <laughs> and so you kind of go through this whole thing. I'm explaining what a fluffer is. And then I walk out that room, and there's literally a room of 30 production. The owner of the show, everybody walking, watching me, going, glad you explained what that was. Right? So <laughs> Thank you. they just like the idea that you would open up. Yeah. And there are some people that might say, I like I'm, I'm not gonna talk about that. Got it. And so those are the going going forward, those are the three people that maybe they thought would be on the show, uh-huh. but eventually don't make it on Got the it. show. Is is your point with this that it's they they're tricking you, that it's a little bit ruthless? Is it or I, I mean again I'm I'm Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think it's a little bit ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um there's especially I think things may be changing now. So the alcohol I can't speak to other shows, yeah. right? But the alcohol alcohol adds a lot. Yeah. So you might be sitting down and like for dinner at a certain night, and this is off camera. They might sure. say, okay, what do you guys want for dinner? And don't forget to put like, we'll get any alcohol you guys want. So they'll, they'll bring teriyaki chicken and they'll bring like four fifths of vodka, <laughs> right? Because they want you to open up and be relaxed and cool. Yeah. So I think there's that piece of... It's unknown for sure. They're not seeing that that's your little yeah. your world. And they want people to be loose and relaxed. Yeah. So there's that piece. And then there's the piece of that's like. weird. Right. Is that weird? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess you yeah. start off oh, by saying I mean, it's really weird. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, like, been, then there's the other piece of like, if you are, if, we're, if we're sitting here talking about photography, yep. right? Like, you, I, I'm interested in photography. I just bought my first camera. I'm going on a safari. A production would, producer would come in and say, no, 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 no. Keith, or just Keith's, Jason, like you need to sit down and talk about how many kids you want to have. We don't care about photography. Our audience doesn't care. Sorry. Our audience doesn't <laughs> care about photography. Our audience cares about how many kids you want to have, where you want to live. Like I remember sitting there talking about Michael Jackson. Like I was a big Michael Jackson fan. Still am. And the producers come in and go, no, like this is dumb. Like we got to talk about kids and future and that kind of stuff. So you can talk about what you want. They'll interrupt you. Or cut it out. Wow. Yeah. It's all about getting married, having kids, making babies. Programming you aligned with the interest of the show. I think that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So is it really, do you have a problem with the concept of it being called reality? Do you think it's changing since then? Um, I think one, yes, I think it's changing. Um, I remember the first person that I met when I walked on set the very first first day was somebody from a story department. I was like... He's like, hey, my name's Ryan. I'm in the story department. I'm like, you're what? <laughs> Whose story are you telling? And, you know, some of it makes sense because they have a show arc that they have to explain. Yeah. You know, and I guess that makes sense. But realistically, they know exactly what they want to tell. Yeah. They know that, like, Jason, you're the single dad. We want her to learn a lot about you. We want you to get hurt at some point. Like, you know, we want maybe there's romance. I don't know if we care about that. But, like, we want you for the next guy. So they already see that kind of show arc. Uh-huh. And every single person has their own story that they're... Why they got brought in or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and the bachelor or bachelorette, the guy or the girl, is just there to host, really. Yeah. Like, they want somebody who can have a decent conversation with 25 different people. Got it. It's amazing how manufactured it is. And I think yeah. that's part of, you know, whether it's... That's why I was asking about reality as the title of that genre, I think. Well, now it's unscripted. Of course, that's unscripted television. Yeah, that's the yeah, new, yeah. The new I mean, I, I really have trouble watching it now because you know so much. People yeah. want to talk about it with me, and of course they do. Mm-hmm. But they, if they ask me if I watch it, I'm like, I just like I know too much. Totally, yeah. I struggle to watch, you know, 
to watch even films. They got to be great films. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the boom's right there. Like, I can't. I'm not. I can't unproduce it in real time in my yeah. brain. Know what's happening. But can you film. enjoy watching films? Though? If it's a great film, okay. Because if, if I can get lost in the story, awesome. is that what makes it a great film? Then for the story? me, it is. Yeah. For story. For, yeah. Story and emotion. Sometimes you know, if, and I can lose myself in an amazing character. And uh, but. I think the the concept of just knowing a little bit too much about how the sausage is made. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I think the one question people always would ask is like, when you're the bachelor, do they make you keep the crazy girls around, right? And you're like, well, of course. <laughs> like their theory is like, you walk into a bar and there's 25, you know, guys or girls or whatever your preference is, and you're going to be attracted. You might like two or three of them, mm-hmm. right? And so their theory is like, as long as you keep your final two or three, like let us play with the rest. I remember there was one girl early on I really wanted to keep around, and I said, "They said to me, are you gonna, are you gonna keep her long term?" And I'm like, "Are you gonna marry her?" And I said, "No, no, but she's really cool." They're like, "She's not good for TV." Wow, fascinating. All right, so there's for all the folks who there's want, some bachelor yeah, stuff. There's the, there's the superficial stuff that I think is interesting. Now, what I think is um, what I would like to explore m- more deeply is. How has, again, this goes back to what people want in life. So when the folks who are listening or watching, like, I want to have, you know, my career as a, uh, an author or I want to be a screenwriter or I want to do, do whatever. And I think sometimes it's different than what it looks like from where you're standing today. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, as soon as you get there, like, I didn't know this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it is what I want and what I didn't. And there's also, I, be- I-, I believe, a, okay, once you have a certain amount of status, be that financial status, social status, mm-hmm. celebrity, our culture is clearly obsessed with celebrity, um, that everything just opens up. I've, I've talked to people that say, oh yeah, well if I just could make a million dollars or get my first big campaign or whatever, mm-hmm. that everything's gonna open up. So I believe, knowing what I know just a little bit about you, that you've had some experience of that, but I also believe that there's probably some ways that it hasn't. So you tell me, along the lines of what I was just, that thread that I was just pulling on, how has it changed? Did your world open up? Or you said earlier, they just covered your expenses. Of course, you had other opportunities. So just, Mm -hmm. and I think again, the goal isn't about the bachelor here. It's about, because people at home are gonna go, oh wow, I can apply that, even though that's the bachelor television series. Mm -hmm. When I get there, it might not be all it's cracked up to be. So tell me about your experience with celebrity. Did it help, hurt? What were the upsides, the downsides, and how has it really changed you? Um, gosh. One, yes, it helps for sure. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is in my line of work in real estate, it's all about meeting new people, mm. right? And some people in my line of work buy people, like to you know buy leads. Mm-hmm. For me, I can literally go into a coffee shop and meet people yeah. without having to work as hard because yeah. people want to meet me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's you know, nice. That, that was tougher before. Before I always put myself out there because I always said, you know, like you, you never know. I remember I had an old boss. I used to sell life insurance. And he, he would always say to me, you shouldn't sit down with that person because they're a bad prospect. And I said, like, you know, maybe I don't have a lot sure. of money. And I said, I just don't ever, like, who do they know? Yeah. Like, in one, like, maybe they'll be become a good friend or, like, I, w- I was always willing to sit down with anybody 
who is willing to have a cup of coffee with me. And just be curious and open. And, yeah, and I still am. Yeah. You know, I, I get people all the time just through LinkedIn that say, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? Like, I'm trying to network in Seattle. Sure. Like, let's just schedule and we'll go do it. Yeah, it's cool. So that has changed, one, um, kind of the business part of my life. Yeah. Um, we do get a lot of freebies. I yeah. mean, we still get to travel and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were just I'm, in GMA last week. We were just in GMA, GMA last yeah, that's week. That's Good Morning America yeah. for those of you who are in the international audience. <laughs> and uh, you know, we got a we had this awesome free trip to uh, Turks and Caicos last. Year. Like we get some of that stuff too. Yeah, which which um, is really we're really fortunate for that. You know. Sure. Um, but I think overall, overall, it's a really good thing. I mean, I think there are times, I remember in my business now, I was working with um, a client who was looking for a house. We were looking for about six months. And all of a sudden, he stopped responding to me over a weekend because he was going to think about a house. And I called him up on Monday and I said, hey, you know, what were, what were you guys thinking about over the weekend? He said, so we're going to buy it with somebody else. And I, I said, well, gosh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time working together. Why? He said, I just thought you were too famous. And I didn't know what that meant. Mm. He said, you know, you, like I see your face and I see the things that you do. And, and I said, you know, I'm here 99.9% .9 of the time. So that happens very rarely. Yeah. But I take the bad, obviously, with the good. Mm -hmm. You know, so that if that's going to happen to me once a year or every other year, that's fine. Right. But it's also a learning experience for me of like, I got to make sure that people that I know or care about or I work with don't feel that way. Yeah. You that's know? Important. So is there... Um... This is, a, I want to keep pushing this just a little bit. I think, how about the concept of sort of making it? And again, making it, whether that's you were on primetime television for 20 weeks or mm -hmm. however many it is. Did you have a sense of like, all right, cool, I can stick a cherry on top or I can stick the flag in the thing or the, or, or is, it, is it never over? I think that's... yeah. You know? I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't think it's, for me, I don't think it's ever going to be over. Yeah. Um, I love building and creating things. I, I don't feel like I'm the creative person. Maybe you are. What do you mean? Um, yeah, you got I, it. But that's why I always ask you, like, what kind of content should I do? <laughs> like, what's, what's the content that I'm trying to present to people? <laughs> but I think I know, like, I mean, so going from the first thought I had coming back from the reality TV experience was all these people that work in the TV world really smile a lot more than people that are in the insurance world. <laughs> like people like, like what they're doing. They may not want to be like, I, I did learn most people that are producing and directing reality TV don't want to be doing that. Yeah. They want to be just doing something they're more passionate about. Yeah, They're doing uh, this as a stepping stone yeah. to feature films or something. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But I do remember thinking people really enjoy what they do. So I came back going, okay, now what, am, what do I love? Like I didn't love selling life insurance. I knew that. So what is it? So I spent, gosh, you know, a good five years trying to build my own thing, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things was a, it was a startup in uh, the single parent space. That didn't work out because it was much more of a nonprofit. And then I started a kid's footwear and apparel, apparel company, which was really cool. But I learned a lot about myself that like I was really controlling in my first business. And it was hard for my partners, and they were down in the Bay Area, and luckily it's flourishing down there now. Yeah. But I'm up here with my family. Yeah. Um, so I have, and, and real estate was something I was always passionate about, and it works well with my lifestyle. My wife is, um, she's a morning radio, so yeah, she, she's here on Kiss, right? Yeah, she's here on local uh -huh. Kiss station, so she leaves every morning at four. So I've got to be 
Dad, Mr. Mom every it's morning. Great. It's amazing. Which I love. Yeah. Like I wouldn't change anything about that. I've seen you with your kids. You're so good. Yeah. And my, my kids are my world, right? Um, daddy donut daughter day. Yeah. Right. Donuts yeah. with daddy donuts every with Friday. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Donuts with daddy every Friday. Yeah. So I take my daughter and some, sometimes her friends and whatnot. We do donuts before school on Fridays. I love donuts. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't love donuts? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, sorry to take you off track, but you feel like you you were able to build your own thing. And I think I'll always be, like even now, sitting here now, I love what I do in helping people buy and sell homes. Mm-hmm. But my mind goes, how are people going to do that in the future? I mean, you know, people know of Zillow and Redfin, like that's fine, yeah. but nobody's figured it out yet. Yeah. So the way my mind works now is like, how do I, I, th- I think, for example, real estate lacks transparency. And I like I intensely dislike that. Yeah. So how do I so my mind right away goes, how do I fix this world of real estate? I don't know yet. I want to figure it out. Yeah. I hope I do. Um, but I'm not sure how I'm gonna do it yet. So that's where my so I, there's always gonna be something for me. Yeah. I think that there's also and I'm trying to dispel a myth, I think, through and, and you're helping me just through simple stories that it's like there isn't a like, okay, cool, once I do this, I'm on the bachelor or the bachelorette, or once I hit a million followers, or once I um, you know, get that first funding check from the venture capital, that I will have made it. I just don't know, that's just not true. You know, I think that's fundamentally a myth that popular culture at large believes, like, oh, dude, that guy's got it made, or she's figured it out. But the reality is we're all trying to figure it out all the time. Yeah, I, I think everybody is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, I mean, you know, you know some really interesting people and you'd know that firsthand. For sure. You know, I, I've got a good friend of mine that is one of the br- most brilliant people that I know. He started a, uh, a company called Seattle Genetics. Cancer, fights cancer, right? Amazing. He's got a $12 billion market cap. He's got more, you know, his team and his money do more than I could ever imagine. And he's just trying to build more and more. Yeah. Like he's never going to stop. I think that there's, you know, that on two sides of the same coin, it's like, Hey, there's something to learn from that. Like, pace yourself, and you yeah. know, how do yeah. you continue to? That's what I like to when you open the show. It's just like I love doing new things. I think yeah. that's really healthy and and provides sort of a bedrock for personal growth and development. There's also we just like we got to try and nip this in the bud. I think it creates a lot of suffering culturally. Like, if I could just get, you know, yeah. fill in the blank, then I will be happy. I think what is you know what I'm hearing from your story and what I want to emphasize is you no know, sort mm-hmm. of like. Gratitude and joy with what you have creates happiness. It's, happiness is not a thing that you get, and then you're then you're happy. You know, no, I think that's a very uh, interesting point. I mean, there's a couple people in my work world right now that are going through some health stuff. Yeah, and even today something came up, and he responded to me. He said, "Just love your family," you know, and he's very successful in his work world. Yeah, so like you can have all this stuff in your 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 work world. But like, just remember what truly makes you happy. I always wonder. I always wonder. Fast forward to when you're on your deathbed, right? What are you gonna think about? Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, my guess is it's not gonna be a house or a car, or, you know, something like that. It's gonna be your loved ones, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe some the impact you had in the world, something like that. For sure. And I don't. I think they've actually done a lot of studies that say like, what do you, you know, what do you care yeah. about in in your final moments? And I don't think anyone ever said like, I really wish I worked a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think that's... that Ferrari was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's go back to a point we talked about earlier about being different, not just better. And 
again, I'm using the lens of the show, which mm -hmm. is a, a lens that very few people, point point zero 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 one percent of the population gets, but that's part of the reason I think it's fascinating. But I'm inspired by people who go against the grain, who do things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I, I know this secondhand, and I remember the fervor when it happened, but you did something that had never been done in The Bachelor mm -hmm. before, right? You were gonna marry somebody, and then you basically rescinded the offer. <laughs> and we, Yeah, that's so, a nice way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was that, and again, this is, Again, we're using this show to think about a larger concept, mm -hmm. but was that like, was this your move to be different, not better, or was it you were following what everybody else wanted? Because this is a really popular theme for people on the show, doing what everybody else wanted you to do, and then at the end, you listened to what was truly in your heart and you did something different. Give me your view of your decision process in that moment. So if I went back to that experience, I knew at that moment I thought I was picking the right person. Oh, right? you did? Okay, yeah. Um, but I never wanted to propose. So the show ends in, you know, here's the ring and like we're going to get engaged when you really don't know the person very well. So I remember a couple days before the end, I said to everybody, like, I'm not proposing. Like, it's just not like I've got a son. We've got to get to know each other. I, like, let's take this to the real world real quick. And I remember the owner of the show comes down to me and he said, we've tried that before and that's not how it works. And I was like, oh, whoa, like show-wise or real world? Like he just was not gonna allow me to end his show the way I wanted it to, right? Meaning, hey, we're gonna date outside the show. Yeah. Um, you know, fast forward a couple months, I was right in it for me that the relationship wasn't what I was hoping. Um, and her and I both, like she had somebody back home and I, and I wanted to see if, I, if the other girl, Molly, my, now my wife, was gonna be a good fit for me. And you know, kind of just going through that step, like I knew, this is the, the, my, one of my biggest learning lessons, I knew I shouldn't have done it. Could they have stopped me? I probably, I, I probably could have done it. They didn't let me think I could do it. Like the yeah. manipulation part was we don't allow that. But how were they going to stop me if I said, I'm not going to propose? So I go to like my gut was right, yep. right? Like when I don't listen to, and I think we all have those in, internal. This is beautiful. I listen. Yeah. Like, and I didn't listen to myself. So that was the biggest thing, right? And so then I fast forward to, there were two, from this experience, there were two of the most meaningful lessons for me to learn. So that was the first. The second was, okay, so you want to talk to Molly, not my wife. You can't do that unless you do it on screen, right? And ask her out. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Well, you've signed a contract that says if you talk to somebody we, we don't allow, it's a five million, there's $5 million over your head. I don't have $5 million. You know, what's going to happen? So they said, we've already asked her to be the next girl, the bachelorette. So if you want to do it, you've got to do it through that show on our terms. And we're going to create a whole special show around it. So my gut said, this is wrong, right? Like I can't go on TV and like, it's gonna look bad for me, it's gonna look bad for this girl, like let's just, we'll do this later. But I listened to them again, and luckily it worked out because I got married, <laughs> but it was a really bad thing for a lot of us involved. It was just very negative. It was great for the show, mm -hmm. right? But it was, it was me again for the second time 
saying, okay, like this is not right. This doesn't feel good for me. Like let's do like it. It should have been done away from cameras and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest lessons for me from from that whole show TV thing was, I know the difference from right and wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I did the show, so I think part of what the reason I would say I went and did went through with it with Molly in the second place was I'm not going to let anybody stand in my way. Like I've got to do I've got to do what I've got to do. Like I wish it wasn't on TV. But if you're going to tell me, like, I can't go after somebody that I'm interested in because I met her on a show and that's not the way things go, that's and not okay million with me. dollars and, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but it, 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 at the end of the day, like, I'm going to, like, the reason I went on the show was because, you know, I kind of go at my own, you know, dr- my own drummer, right? Yeah. Um, the reason why I backpack, like, there are people that backpack around Europe, but I think most people are the same way. They're like, I'm going to meet people when I want to meet people. Like, I'm going to go to a youth hostel and meet interesting people. And I'm going to, for me, that's why I went on the show. And that's why, in turn, I it didn't work out with the other girl, Melissa. And then that's why I asked Molly out. Because, like, I'm just going to do it. Like, you got one life. Yeah. Like, the worst somebody's going to say is no. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, I was, and people have said that a lot to me in my life. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Right. You get used to it. So um, I'm going to reference a conversation I had with someone else who's been on the show. One of the most famous designers in the world, a guy called Stefan Sagmeister. He tells a great story of he was just building his design business and he was, yeah, he was burning out and he decided that he needed to take a year off and pursue personal projects and passion projects. And he was wickedly afraid that he was going to lose all his clients. He's like, wait, I just built this, st- I got this you know, studio and I got these clients and everything's going great. But I know inside, like, if I don't take this year off, that's going to be really bad. And, you know, I need to find a way to rejuvenate. Otherwise, I'm not going to have any clients anyway. So um, he, he describes feeling that this thing was going to destroy his career. And then what he did is he just leaned in and said, hey, look, this is who I am. And, you know, I decided it's like every seven years, I'm going to take a year off. And this is my seventh year. So see wow. everybody. I'll see you when I get back. And what it did is he actually became known as that crazy-ass designer who... Every seven years just says, I don't care what I'm working on right now. I'm just yeah. going to like, and, and so the thing that he was most afraid of, or that was hardest, or the thing where he was the most different, and everybody told him that this was going to be disastrous for him, was actually the thing that made him well known. Huh. And when he came back, everybody wanted to make sure they got to work with him when he was available. So yeah. in, a, in a weird way, like I'm, I'm drawing a parallel between Sagmeister and because there's a lot of, you know, bachelors out there, and bachelor number t- four is a lot like six, is a lot like nine Seven, and, yeah. and 13, but yeah. you're the dude who, like, broke the whole system. Yeah. I just wouldn't be afraid. I mean, I know there is fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Like, fear of rejection for Eddie. I'm not just talking, talking relationships. It's yeah. like work life. To me, fear of rejection in work sucks. Yeah. Like, because that means... Like, they don't like me or they don't trust me or there's something along those lines. But don't be afraid. Like, that's the biggest thing I, I think that I've learned through my life is, like, if it's not life or death, which I hope it's not, yeah. that's something different. Yeah. Go for it. You know? I mean, I was ha- almost having this exact same conversation. My daughter started kindergarten three days ago. Oh, congratulations. And she was, she was just, like, super nervous. She's like, I don't know. Like, I'm nervous. I'm like, you know what? Everybody's nervous. But just smile. Be this girl that waves and smiles. 
And she's like, okay, okay, like I'll I can do that. Do that. I can, and that's the same mindset I have. Like if people remember me as like the the high like smiley, like that's cool. Yeah. Like that's not the worst thing in the world. But having that same thought of like everybody gets nervous. Yeah. Everybody like like. Did you I, say Riley just have two shots of tequila? Yeah, 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 right. And, this, and talk about cotton candy. <laughs> so how did you, like you just said, I think that's very helpful advice, I think, especially going through, you know, what, what, you've, what you've gone through with the show and, and lots of career success since then. What is the tactics that you use to just not be afraid? Because right now there's someone sitting in their underwear in Ohio listening to the show. I'm like, from Ohio. There you oh. go. <laughs> what? what? Um, but they're saying like, yeah, but dude, like saying just don't be afraid. That's like saying like always be happy. Yeah. So, you know, what have you, like deconstruct your own habits. What have you done to, to manage fear? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to like I I you know and, and I probably go back to some of my lessons learned from going going through my divorce not even the bachelor. Okay. I remember thinking how bad that hurt, right? Yeah. I, like I've been through something that hurt really bad, and I think we all have. So yeah. People have gone through like it, it doesn't have to be divorce, whatever it is. In whatever rejection that you're fear like this is my mindset. Whatever rejection that you're fearing is not as bad as that. Like I can go through my worst, not physical pain, my emotional pain. Yeah. Like it's not gonna be as bad as that, because I've been through something like that was like, yeah. hurt so bad, and whatever it is, if, if you're like if if you're fearing, to me it's rejection or not being trusted again. Yeah. Like it's not as bad as the other thing you already you've already gone through worse. Wow. That's, cool. that's how I think about it. Like it's not gonna hurt as bad as that. So, what about? Let's talk about. Um, let's start to flip that script that we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? We're like, okay, cool. There's the bachelor side of you, the lessons. I think, for what it's worth, just recapping the lesson of, like, well, a just trying new things and all that. That's I think incredible. But being attuned to your gut. Yeah, that's a big one for me. That's huge. I think yeah. it's huge for me. It's everyone who sat in this chair on this show has basically said. The world is telling me this and that, and I got 50 ideas from everybody who's supposed to be way smarter and way better and, and whatever. And I did the thing that was against them, and I'm totally had this experience, and it just has blown me up every time. Yeah. So there's this thing. I think that's beautiful. So thank you yeah. for saying that. Now let's flip that script to the other side. And you know, when I opened the show, I said we were going to talk about, and now like Jason, he's just like us, like. You want to build a community around the thing that you care about, and um, you don't have it all figured out, do you? No way. That's why. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah, with the cameras turned off, yeah. we're gonna do a little yeah, some social media coaching. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna record some PSAs for him and his audience. And no, um, I mean I like, and I go back to it. Like I've got a f fear of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Like I haven't done like all the things that I want to do in. I would say more in the social, creative, photo, video world to tell the story, right? Yeah. So like I said, one of the things that frustrates me a lot about the business I'm in, real mm -hmm. estate, is the lack of transparency. Yeah. And you and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. I want to tell that. Like I want, I want, like, I, I want to be, I want people to look at me. I trust you so much because you're telling me how to, like I'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. You want to sell a house on your own? I'm going to teach you how to do that. I haven't done that. Like why haven't I 
We got, jumped forward. We got three cameras here. Yeah, we can yeah. we could film this. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we got three film. We got it. We're, we'll do that. Let's so do I mean, but I haven't done it. So yeah. and I ask myself a lot. So part of it's time. You know, I when I um, my priorities in life always come my kids first. So I will drop anything I'm doing for work, right, uh, for my kids. So I could blame it on that, but I still have more time. Yeah, you know, and I like I I. Uh, I put my clients right right up the top with my you know so it's probably Family. my kids and my wife and my my clients and so those take up most of my time. Yeah. I just don't make enough time to do that. Why not? It's important to me. Yeah, but I still haven't. So I haven't figured it out, and I still haven't done some of this stuff. Like I, I've tried and I've failed a lot on some of the video projects I've worked on. Like I watch them going. I I I'll rewatch some of my video projects that I do on my own, and wonder what, like who would ever watch this stuff? It's so bad. <laughs> They're so bad, like bad content, bad editing, bad <laughs> bad hair and makeup, you know, like bad everything. We're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it. Let's fix it now. And I'm sure there's someone out there who's listening who maybe can reach out and give you a little help if you want. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm always here for you, man. Um, no, I, but I think that just on, on the concept of that you're, again, someone relative celebrity, you're supposed to have it all figured out. You're just like us trying to figure it out and building something from scratch, mm-hmm. basically from scratch. And you've got, you've been able to leverage a lot. Like you said, relationships and people will come up to you. And mm-hmm. if real estate's about meeting people, all those are great things. But at the end of the day, there's still things, equal work, that you're not doing to get it done. And so everyone at home, you can just rest easy, right? Yeah. Jason's just like you. Yeah. We're all trying to figure it out. I mean, like you, like you've built this really cool company. Right? Here I am. Look at the dark circles. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I am. I'm just trying to figure it out. And the last thing, that's one of the things that I'm most passionate about the show is like, if anybody learns anything from this, it's just like, we're all trying to figure it out. No one has the system. Nothing is for sure. Nothing is like, whatever is on rails is only on rails temporarily. Like, there's no such thing as perfection. Someone the other day is like, this will resonate with you in the real estate world. Like, oh, Seattle's getting too big. And it's like, okay, how about Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Right? Or Detroit. Or like, yeah. It, there's no such thing that's the perfect thing. You're either growing or you're dying. And yeah. I'd rather be growing personally. Yeah. So let's find, try and find a way to make Seattle work. Same personally. Like, if you're pursuing something that you're passionate about and you're growing, and that's what I love about the second arc of your career, I think you still do a good job of tying back to the batch. Like you said, you're on Good Morning America last week. Mm-hmm. You still have a toe in that world, which is, I don't know if it's fun or playful or you don't get that much out of the uh, obstacle course. <laughs> Did we talk about that? Or was that before the cameras were rolling? The obstacle course? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll explain why I was in New York, right? Okay. So they were in- introducing next year's new bachelor and they invited a, my wife and I and a few people saying, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to introduce a new guy, and we're going to do an obstacle course. And I said, oh, interesting. I like, yeah. I like obstacles. Yeah, I like New York. I like <laughs> obstacles, and, you know, we'll go to New York, and we'll, we'll have some fun. Um, and, you know, most of it, too, is, like, I get my friends and my clients get a kick out of yeah. when I, you know, because it was 10 years ago. It was, like, I was on The Bachelor before HD, right? Before this, right? It was really grainy. Um, so we get there, and it's like, okay, so here's the obstacle. Molly, put a bat on the ground, spin around until you get dizzy. Put on a tutu, hand Jason a rose. Jason hands somebody else a rose, and he's got to dig through the cake to find a like a giant diamond ring. And that was the obstacle course. It was literally like forty-five seconds. <laughs> and I had like <laughs> usually are people are like, "Oh, I saw you. You did this really cool thing." 
and three people at the gym <laughs> said to me, I saw you, that was really dumb. <laughs> and I said, but I remember flying back, sitting next to my wife on the plane, because we were in New York for literally 13 hours, her saying, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Thanks a lot for making me go. <laughs> No. So, so, but I do it like I still, and I would probably go again. So right. this goes back to the backpacking thing. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm gonna make. Do, like, I'm gonna waste some time. I'll meet somebody who's interesting. I met a couple interesting people there. You know. Yeah. But I love. But that. it was really dumb. I think you guys are like you've done such a nice job with, like taking it, playfully. You know, you got what you got out of. It. You found each other. I think that's an amazing story that the country clearly connected with. But you also like on your social profiles, you guys are sort of tongue-in-cheek about it. And yeah. Like, what, what season was that again? Is it, because I don't know, we came back and, you know, there's just, you're just playful around it, so I, I like that. Let's go back to what you're building now. You're trying to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So you liked the fact that, or you acknowledge that real estate sucks, and so you're trying to, because of the transparency, lack of transparency, and so that's the thing that you feel like. I think it's such, like, real estate is such an important thing for, not for everybody. Right. But for so many people, it's a dream of like owning something, yep. right? And it's the most valuable asset, in right? And it can be build wealth too, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think the buying and selling process is so covered up by so many people, right? And some people like maybe maybe you feel like you're paying too much for what you're getting, yeah. right? Or maybe you're um, you're overpaying for a house that you could have paid less for, right? And there's such a lack of like. Of of walking people through the process, and let's just say, hey, like I don't want to pay a commission. Like, yeah. will you teach me how to do it? Sure. Like, if you really want to do it on your own, like, what's 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 the one thing I can offer to you? I would do that for people. There are people that don't have time to do that, yeah. right? Or the knowledge, or like I've you know I've got clients that have three kids and both parents work, and you know how do you get your house ready when you're doing all this stuff? And you know, yeah. of course, those, that's where I can add a ton of value. Yeah. But if I can add add a ton of value for those people who need me, but I, I can also add value for people that are sitting behind the camera, like, you know, that really want to do it themselves and save yeah. a few thousand bucks. Yeah. I'll do that too. Yeah. You know, but cool. then then it goes to like the whole buying and selling process. Like, why can't I do it by myself? Or can somebody just help me a little bit and coach me along the way? I'm happy to do that. I think that's a great, we said this, now yeah. we're getting into like our last coffee. Okay, sorry. Our last, our last co- yeah, no, sorry. it's great. It's yeah. our last coffee date. You're like, dude, what? Like, what story? I gotta. Yeah, I know. How this do I was, tell these stories. Yeah. I, like, to me, this is the best story. Like, you're telling it right now. Like, why don't you say, "Here's the ten things to to do to sell." Like, let's help you right now. We're coaching. Now we're coaching Jason Mesnick on yeah. how to storytell in social media world yeah. of 2008. And I'm not good at social media. Yes, you are. I mean, I'm like daddy my, daughter donut day. Yeah, I can take a picture and like. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I mean, my wife loves it. Like, yeah. she could sit back and do social media, you know, but she can flip between Facebook, Instagram, you know, what, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you know, Snapchat all day long. And I sit back and go, you know what? I've been on my phone all day long. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know? But it's not for everybody. Yeah. But, and, I, but I need to do more of it. Yeah. Right? I think so that's that, my thing. Well, that's what our, part of why I'm sort of sticking on this thing. I think it's like that there are things that we're all striving for and trying to get better at and we want to tell better stories how important is it going to be to the next chapter of success for you it's hugely important it's number is it it's i i think it's number one for me right Being the most like stories. my business is fine right like the, the 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 
I can support my family in the way I want to with what I'm doing now. But if I want to build something really cool that nobody else has done before, I got to do that. And that is you have to tell stories. I have to tell stories and go with my gut. So going, going with my gut yeah. and telling the right stories. But you, right? And you know this. I know this. Right? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. You know this. So but... I'm sitting behind the camera in my underwear. <laughs> in Ohio. From Ohio. From Ohio. Not in Ohio. I love it. Um, well, all right, let's play just a, this is, I like to play a little thing I call speed round. Just look okay. random. It, 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 I don't want to put too much pressure. It's like you don't actually have to answer quickly. Okay. You can think. Um, but it's, it's just things that you like. Okay. And, and there's no wrong answer. I never, I hate when I'm asked, like, what's the best book you've ever read? I'm like, I instantly freeze. Like, best? Like, literally the best? I've read a thousand books. I want to find the best. The best when I was 18 or the best, whatever, you get it. So feel no pressure. But I think this is, to me, just a fun way of revealing some things about my guests. Um, morning routine. Super short, don't overthink it. What does it look like? Uh, wake up early before my kids get up. Try to work out if they wake up. Well, I'm trying to work out, can that, hang out with them, get them off to school, then go work out. Then go work out. Yeah. And I do work in between then. Yeah. Like I'm in real estate, I'm always kind of in between, but I check my email and all that kind of stuff too. Got it. Night, night routine. Um, gosh. Uh, hang out, again, hang out with my kids, get some work done, try to spend some time with my wife, go to bed. You guys always eat in because you got kids? You, you know, uh, you yeah, we out. always do. Like, I mean, there is, like, I mean, we are, eat early too. So most people eat at seven, we eat at like 5.45. Wow. Well, you, you get some younger kids, right? <laughs> yeah, the little ones have to eat, and, you know, especially now with her in, in school and whatnot. Like, she's got to be up getting ready for bed, 7.30. Clearly you stay fit. You mentioned working out twice. What's your workout? Uh, it depends. If I'm at home, it's, it's, I've got a treadmill and some light weights, and I'll have an app that I just follow. If I can get what to app? the gym, um, it's the beach body, whatever. Okay. It's like they've got a million workouts. P90X. Well, it's, I don't do that. I've done that before. Okay. But it's the same company who does that. Oh, okay. So you could just pick, like, a tamed-down version of that. Got it. Um, I do, in the last couple of months, have been going to Orange Theory mm-hmm. um, a lot. Interesting. So I've been... It, it literally it just changed this week because my daughter's going to school now. It's not now. It's like I can't go to Orange Theory as much. Got it. So now it's much more at home. Um, any mindfulness, meditation, mm-hmm. prayer, visualization? What's what's your um, your mental no, game? No prayer for me, but I do have a Headspace app. Yeah. And I take ten minutes every morning. Sorry, forgot that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Take ten minutes and just like, like sometimes I sit up, sometimes I lay down. Like Is it they before got, the kids are up. Yes. Yeah. I try to get up. Hour, hour and a half before the kids get up. So what is that? What time is that? Uh, depending five. on 5, 5.30. Okay. Yeah. So I try to give myself, if I can, like I usually think kids are up by 6.30. Sometimes they're up earlier. Um, hour, hour and a half on my own. Great. Just to be me. When you say just to be me, does that? Yeah, it's, it's just like if I, you know, I've got, you know, I have my Kindle out. So I don't always read. Yeah. I, I, I think I will read, but sometimes in the morning I don't want to read. Yeah. Um, but it's mindfulness app. Um, reading if I can, working out if I can, um, and getting some work done before the kids get up. And then night routine, you talked about, uh, do you have any like sleep aids that you use or are you a good sleeper or not a good sleeper? Um, I'm a fine sleeper now, but I went, like when I went through my divorce, I took like sleeping aids for two or three years. Wow. You know, whatever was like over the counter stuff. Yeah. So I cut, cut all that out and now it's just, you know, sleep when I can. And... Let's talk about um, your relationships. So 
relationship with Molly. You got you have two kids, mm -hmm. one from previous marriage. Mm -hmm. Riley is one you you share together. Mm -hmm. One new new member of the family. Ty still lives at home. He's with us half the time. Half the time. Yep. Got it. And uh, how do you guys do? You guys get some time alone. You guys. That's probably the hardest thing. I mean, yeah. and, and I do. You know. I remember Molly said that when we first met before Riley was born. Yeah. It's like, you put everything into your kids. And I'm like, no, I just can't. Like, I don't know how not to. Yeah. Um, but Molly and I probably could, I would say probably could do more for ourselves. Like, we don't go out on dates as much as we should. Probably go out once a month on a date. Um, we do a ton of stuff with friends. Molly loves hosting. So we always have neighbors over. You know, it's mostly the kids' parents. Yeah. It's just, we've become the place that Molly loves to host everything. Got it. So we always have you know, friends over. So that's probably more of what we do. Travel? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Yeah. You know, I could travel somewhere, you know, make, I can go, I could, if I could fit in Rick Steve's backpack, I would go still. <laughs> I, would, I should introduce you guys. Oh God, I would like, I, yeah, he's I just, great. I would, that would, that was my dream. I said, you know, he's cool for a certain demographic. Yeah. I mean, I even did some of the backdoor stuff when I've traveled. Yeah. Um, but like, can I be the next generation? You should. That's that's there for you. Yeah. He, he's great. I'll just tell you a small side yeah. story. So I'm on a shoot, uh, shooting for this, uh, sounds bad, whatever, it's just this yacht company. Mm -hmm. And we charted, this is in, in Iceland, and charted this just gargantuan yacht. And we're, I don't know, it's probably 90 feet long or something like this. And we just like flying around in a helicopter, shooting this thing, um, come back into the, this harbor here in Reykjavik. And... <clears throat> I'd landed, got on the, got on the the boat for this last scene when we were right by the dock, and I'm taking a picture, and I hear, "Is that Chase Jarvis?" And I turn around, and like the, the dock's 20 feet from us, and it's him and his his uh, I think then girlfriend or wife, and his producer, and they had just come from shooting a segment in Reykjavik, and they had charted no this way. for the last scene of the, the last scene of the show. So I turn around there. Well, I haven't seen you guys in a long time, so we had a nice little visit in Iceland not too long ago. Does he anyway, travel with a big group? Like, what's his production? Uh, it seemed like it was three people, four okay. people. Yeah, light. I figured it's light, yeah. Light and yeah. fast. I think yeah. he, that's part of his deal is he wants to sort of fit in, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, that's travel. How about, um, like, next thing, thing that you're not doing Besides the social stuff, the storytelling, what are you not doing that you think you should be or you want to? Gosh, what am I not doing? Yeah. I think it's travel. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, it's not things for me. Like, I don't care about, like, my stuff. house is fine. It's yeah. like, I, car, like, all that stuff, all the things are fine. But, like, I would love to help my kids see the world more. So, like, my son went, it was his idea, like, the school trip to Ecuador last year. Wow. And he's like, I really want to do that thing. I was like, really? Like, why? Like, why? He's like, I, I don't know. Like, it sounds cool. And so he's starting to think that way. But for me, I would love to, it doesn't have to be super educational. It's just more cultural, I think. Mm -hmm. um, start showing my kids and letting them experience different cultures in the world and that type of thing. That, that's what I think I love for my family. Something, well, you, you're a very public person. You've had your life basically unpacked on television. What's something about you that people would be surprised to find out? Surprised? Like, I know that you love donuts, yeah. for example. Yeah, I, I, I know that you love donuts, but, I mean, maybe there's something else that's a little more substantial than donuts. Ah, oh, gosh, were people surprised? They'd be like, I had no idea. Gosh. I, I don't even think it's, it's anything 
doesn't have that to be. I do, but it's more of like when I, okay, so I, I go back to, uh, there's a photo <laughs> I think about that when I was, when I was little, I had a lazy eye, okay. right? So I crossed in, I had a patch to correct it, right? Okay. And so I think about that and I think about like little kids are wearing glasses now, but that picture, there was one picture of me taken, like I had this lazy eye and I, I, I with this patch on and I was four years old and I had like this Superman under, you remember underoos? Oh, of course. My Superman underoos and preschool picture. And every time, like I would get, I was if I was dating somebody, I was growing up, or a pretty like a girl that I like would come over. My brothers would tack it up all around the house. <laughs> so, but I'm just like when I think about like people think of me as like this bachelor, you know, guy that like was able to date all, like do all these things. I was wore these giant glasses, had braces, big space in my teeth, like just be like doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None, none of that matters. Awesome. Kind of a weird place to end, but it's also yeah. I don't know if that like that, that doesn't really like I don't like I'm, I I I am who I am. Like I don't yeah. feel like I like I I can't think of anything that people really don't grasp of who I am. I'm so I feel like I'm tra- trans very transparent. I'll, I'll go with a uh, friend, Tim Ferriss. He's got a great podcast. It was just on uh, this show and on Creative Live on Monday. What day is today? Tuesday. Yeah. Is that yesterday? Dang, that was yesterday. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> Um, and he's got a question he loves to ask in his show, and I'll just ask it right now because it's appropriate. So if you could put something on a billboard and make sure that everybody saw it, what would it be on that billboard? About me or about anything? Anything. anything. Carpe diem. Like I've never, I don't have a tattoo, and the only tattoo I could ever rem- Imagine myself getting a something about my kids or yeah, that. Yeah, you got one life. So don't true. be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. I love the stuff on fear, man. I think that's so powerful. It's yeah. so like what we find is that we live in this sort of prison of our own making. Yeah, and it's just in our head. Yeah, right? it's all. It's ninety nine percent of it's in our head. It's all mindset. Yeah. Do you have any besides headspace? Do you have any like? Mindset, visualization, stuff that you're... I mean, I've done, like, I've read about, like, read, I read and read about that that kind of stuff, too. And um, sometimes I'll, I'll start, like, projects that will get me working on affirmations and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, it's hard I to don't, make it stick. Yeah. It's, it's hard to make it stick. Like, I remember even my mom had some of that stuff up, like, yellow stickies on her mirror and stuff when I was a kid. So yeah. maybe I learned some of it from her. But I don't. I mean, it's really just, you know, wake up and just... Especially as you have kids, and I as as I'm cu- coming across people in life that are ill, it's like you got your life, live it, like don't stop. It can be scary, but we've and all it, lived through something that's probably scarier. That's also really prescient advice. There's yeah. always you, nine out of ten things you're going to do that are scaring you right now are not nearly as scary as the thing that you've already done. Yeah, True. awesome. All right, man. Now we're going to end this episode. And we're going to go give. Uh, Jason, some storytelling keys for his business. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for being on the show. Really thanks, appreciate man. it. Um, and for those of you, what, what's the best way for them to follow you on the internet? Are they just are you just at Jason Mesnick? Uh, yeah, at Jason Mesnick. Um, on websites all. and all of them, or yeah. no, Twitter's at Jason underscore Mesnick. The rest are at Jason Mesnick. Um, I got a website too. You can pop by jasonmesnick.com. Yeah. Sweet. Is that more work or more personal? It's both. Yeah. I, I do a little bit both. I mean, my work world, that, that's the thing about it. Like, my work world and my personal world just collide. Awesome. Which I like. Same here. 
All right, everybody, signing off for another episode. Super happy, glad to have you on the show, man. Thanks, Thanks again man. for being out here. And for everybody home, I'll see you again, hopefully. And actually, see it and hear you, or you hear me again, hopefully, tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right, that about wraps it up. But uh, hey, before you bounce, two quick things. Um, actually, I'm going to go three quick things. Thing one, A, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you, you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we're able to have a conversation is awesome. I feel uh, honored to be in your ears right now and that uh, you've paid attention to what I've been doing, what Creative Live has been doing for some time. And whether it's been a day or 10 years, I just want to say thank you. It's also really important to know on the backside of that that I, I do a lot of responding to comments. So hit me up, on, you know, direct message me on, on Instagram or Twitter or at me. I try and respond as much as possible. So let's have a conversation that transcends me just being in your ears here. Let's try and do it some, somewhere out there in, on the internet land. That's thing one. Thing two, again, I'm not quite sure what channels you pay attention to me and my work, but please go check out. I'm at Chase Jarvis or slash Chase Jarvis or whatever on all the platforms. And it's really important to me. Also, if you wouldn't mind checking out Creative Live, it's something that not only myself, but 120 other committed hardcore badass people come to work every day uh, to build the place where creators and entrepreneurs learn. So check that out. They're just slash Creative Live or at Creative Live all over out there on the internet. All right. Until again, uh, probably tomorrow. I hope I'll hear you. I'll be in your ears maybe tomorrow and I'll look for your comments on the internets. Bye.